What's up, rap stars? It's your host, Romeo Santos, with my co-host, Kenny Fulton. We're very excited to be back here today with all of you. And today we have a super exciting topic that we are very passionate about here at Red Anchor Properties. Kenny, tell everybody what it is. Today we're going to talk about real estate investing, our specialty. Real estate investing, something that we are super, super passionate about because, you know, for us, real estate is not... Well, how do we say it, Kenny? Right? What have I always said? Real estate sales, that's our job. Real estate investing, that is our future, right? That's our yeah. retirement. And so our goal is to be the number one real estate resource of choice, period. Now, what that means for us internally is that not only can we help people buy and sell real estate that they're living in, but also that we can help them to invest in real estate when and if they're ready and if they have a desire to do so, so we can help them through that whole process. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk to all of you about what we would, the same type of conversation in essence that we would have with you if you were sitting in front of us saying, I want to start investing in real estate. So Kenny, why don't we kick it off and let's jump in. What's kind of that first part that we talk about with our, our clients when they come in and tell us they want to start investing in real estate? Well, uh, what I usually try to do is, is first try to find out what that person's goals are. Like, mm-hmm. what is the goal? What's the outcome that you're looking for? So, um, and then, then I try to get into what their current experience level is, you know, and that could mean either sometimes we're getting clients where, you know, they're still continuing to build their portfolio and they already have, you know, 20, 30 units. And then we have uh, many people who are picking up their first or, or second unit. Um, but starting off with what your goals are will really help us to, to uh, determine what the best uh, way to, um, to, to source a property for you is going to be. And then my, one of my favorite things is to always talk about exit strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you know what your goal is, then it's a lot easier to kind of formulate, okay, well, this is the type of property that you're going to want to go after. Uh, but then ultimately, let's say if your goal is, is, is flipping, you know, you want to flip houses, uh, that's a very short-term process. But if your goal is for buy and hold, that's a long-term strategy. And if your goal is to uh, own, you know, just enough, you know, you, you're trying to, like I had, I had a client who was like, my goal is to make, um, um, is to replace my current income you know, with rental properties, like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's a very specific goal. And we could definitely hone in on that and then come up with a plan on how we're going to get there. Um, so I like to start off with what somebody's goals are. How about you? Beautiful. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that's right. Right. And I think, you know, what we talk about all the time is that to be a resource, the first thing you need to do is actually understand what the person needs or what their goals are, like you just said, and then we can provide the resources around them. Otherwise, we could be leading them down the wrong path. So absolutely, we want to first find out, like, what are your goals? What When you think about real estate investing, why? What do you want to do? Do you want to replace your income? Do you want to generate additional cash flow? Do you want to change jobs and make it your career instead of your current job? Do you want to be passive? Do you want to be active? There's so many pieces mm-hmm. in there. And then what I really like to talk to them about is like, Now we need to really figure out like what type of real estate you actually want to invest in. So there's single family, there's multifamily, there's commercial real estate. There are a lot of different segments that you can invest in. There is, like you said, flipping, there is buy and hold. Um, There is, if you get larger syndication, I mean, there's a lot of different things. So we, we have to first listen and seek to understand what it is that they're attempting to achieve. And then we can walk them down the path of what might be right. So I think that's perfect. Exactly that. All right. Mm -hmm. So what do we do after that? All right. 
Well, once we've determined, you know, what your goals are, uh, then we start to, well, what I like to do when I'm starting off with somebody and I find out what their, um, what their current level of experience is. So that way I'm not breaking it all the way down at an elementary level to somebody who has been doing this longer, you know, than we'd have, right? So once I know what your experience level is, then I know how we could dive in. If it's somebody who kind of are like, hey, look, you know, it's not my first rodeo, then I'll probably just dive directly into our agreement. We, we do have a contract that we have with our investor clients because it's a different type of a relationship. Uh, just to make sure that we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll probably dive directly into that if they are already experienced because they understand there's a contract involved as well. Sure. And then if, if um, but if they're, you know, I'll probably say 70% of the time, uh, this might be their first investment deal. I usually start from the very basics. And the first thing I dive into is like, okay, it's great that you would like to buy an investment property. We understand what your goals are. You're trying to flip and makes an X amount of dollars. You're looking to build a portfolio, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, then I like to start to talk about financing. Uh, like, let's let's get to the money. You know, do you have this type of money um, that it's going to take to do the type of investing that you want to do? And if not, if you're not somebody who just has mounds of cash laying around, uh, where can you go to source financing? And what is that particular source of financing going to look from from uh, look for from you? as a, um, as a qualified, um, uh, a bar- borrower. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, you know, I think that's really important, right? Like I, I would, I would say I do the same, say, okay, you're already an experienced investor. I'm not going to necessarily give you the whole spiel on the consult as far as all the steps that are going to be required. Cause you should. Now, what I will do is then I dig in and I'll ask more questions. So, okay. So Kenny, you're an experienced investor. Great. Mm-hmm. How do you get your money? Do you finance it yourself? Do you use hard money? Do you use traditional financing? Great. How do you cover your gap funding? Okay, great. You've got that box checked off. Um, you know, Typically, what type of a price range do you want to be in? What type of returns are you looking for? Are you looking for an internal rate of return? Are you looking for an ROI? You know, what what is it specifically you're looking for? That's a very different conversation because they know all those things, or at least Mm -hmm. they should if they've already been investing. Somebody that's a new investor, they're just gonna say, well, I don't know. I I just I just want to invest. Wonderful. That's all that means a lot. So what I'd like to do then is really walk them down the whole process. So I think First and foremost is what type of asset class do you want to invest in? We just talked about that a little bit already. After that is how are you going to finance it, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes I hear people say, I'm going to finance it, you know, with hard money. Awesome. How are you going to finance the gap funding? And then people oftentimes say, what? What's gap gap funding? Well, gap funding is the amount of money that's going to be required for you to pay your closing costs and down payment, as well as get the project started. before you are going to see any money back from the first draw from your lender. And then once you tell people that part, all of a sudden they go, oh, well, maybe I'm not ready yet. And then we have the other conversation, which is, well, that's not necessarily true because you can raise your gap funding as a separate source of funding. You can do this without any of your own money whatsoever. Every Mm -hmm. single flip that I do, every investment property I do, I don't use any of my own money. Now, people say all the time, well, why wouldn't you use your own money? It's so much cheaper. Well, is it? Mm -hmm. If you build the cost into the project, then don't worry about the cost of the money. Make sure that the profit and the revenue that you want to produce is there. So once we get through all that, then then I'll walk them through like, okay, what are the areas that you want to be in? Mm -hmm. Let's let's send you on some homework, right? Mm -hmm. So you say you want to be in this area. Great. I want you to drive down 
that in the next week or two and find five houses that you identify and then send them to me. And then let's start talking about what the comps look like, right? Yeah. The comps, of course, are the after repaired values of houses that are selling in that community. Then we create a plan, right? What I mean by a plan is I'm going to then start sourcing for them specifically in, in certain areas that they've identified so that I'm not shotgunning, right? I'm, right. I'm, I'm narrowing in and then I can really find things, send them to them. And then I talk to them about our process. And so our process is a, a blind offer process, right? And people get really, really sketched out by that. They go, what do you mean? I'm not going to see the house before I write an offer on it. That is right. You are not going to see the house before you write an offer on it because we're doing everything through the numbers, right? Right. And so the way that we insulate them, as you know, is we put different clauses into the contract that then give us an opportunity to go quickly, either us as the general contractor, my partner, Tom, or their general contractor. Once it's under contract, contractors aren't going to go out there unless you're under contract. Right. And they're going to give you an estimate on what it's going to take to repair it. If the numbers still work, you go forth, my friend. If the numbers no longer work, you back out. Right. Right. You save time and then you put in multiple, multiple offers. Right. Yeah. And that kind of leads me into that next part that I would talk about, which I'll let you talk about, which is the team. Mm -hmm. Who's the I team mean, they have to build? You know, you, you bring up a really good point. And one thing that's happened, especially because, you know, most when we talk about real estate investing, you know, being in the, the DMV, you know, you're definitely talking about Baltimore, you know, that's where the, the lowest opportunity costs are. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's also one of the more competitive markets because um, uh, the, the cash required to get into investing is, is lower. There are definitely some other markets that are growing as well. Uh, but what typically happens are the people who are looking to invest in real estate don't generally live in the areas that they're going to be investing in. And so one thing that I like to tell people is that real estate investing doesn't mean call Kenny. Right. You no, know, like <laughs> I am not, I am not, I, I am a realtor, right? I'm your advisor, right? Uh, but I'm not also a contractor, right? I'm not also um, your, uh, your lender, right? I'm not also your property manager. Now, can we do those things? Yes, for a cost. Uh, but for, for this first relationship, you know, you really want to focus on, okay, what do you have experience in and the things that you don't have experience in that you should be looking to build those people around you who could fill in those gaps. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, being that this is a part of our everyday life, we have a lot of great partners, you know, that we can refer you to, but I always still encourage people like, hey, look, get another opinion. You know, don't just take my word for it. Your weekends, if you want to be a real estate investor, it requires more than just calling me and then all I have to do is hand you a bag of money and then it turns into more money. You know, you have to actively educate yourself. You know, yeah. you should be listening to podcasts. You should be listening to us. Mm. You know, you should be uh, reading books. You should be out there on your weekends, as Romeo said, uh, scouting the type of neighborhoods. You should be looking into the different types of financing. You should be looking into the different types of tenants and, and how tenants, you know, pay, right? Yep. Uh, so you want to educate yourself. Uh, but more importantly, if you want to shorten the learning curve, then you, you build the right team around you. So you start with your agent. Um, I like to go directly from there to the money because yeah. uh, that's really going to dictate the type of deals that you're even going to look at. So mm -hmm. if somebody says to me, um, I want to make at least $2,000 off of each rental property. Okay, well, this is the type of property you need to buy in order to generate that much income. All right. Yeah. Um, are we, or do you have this amount to put down, you know, in order to get, you know, so, so really if we start with the money, that'll, 
dictate, you know, maybe what market that we're really looking at and the size project that you're going after. Mm-hmm. Um, contractors, contractors are a really big piece. I didn't know you're going to give our secret about blind offers, but since you're throwing it out there, the, the reason for that is, is, is really because, you know, this isn't like, uh, this isn't like HGTV where it's like, okay, Kenny, um, uh, I know you're out there making, you know, lots of money. With Are you your- sure it's not like HGTV? No. <laughs> exactly like it, you know, <laughs> commercials and all. And so you're like, hey, you know, let's, uh, let's go out this weekend and I want you to spend your whole Saturday uh, showing me these 10 properties that I'm going to walk into, spend an hour in each. And, and then ultimately, uh, maybe I'll make an offer on one and then our offer gets rejected. And we'll just do that every weekend. It's not the best use of time for either of us. So what we do is we come up with a strategy and then we do based upon pictures when we do our walkthroughs, uh, we do it virtually. So for example, one of the things that I like to do is, is when I'm looking at, when I'm sourcing properties, looking at pictures is I have my clients on with me and I let them know what I'm looking for. So for example, if we're looking at a property, one thing that's really easy to spot in pictures are vents, Mm. right? So I look for air ducts like, okay, well, if you don't see any air ducts and what does that tell you? No, there's probably not any central air. Right. And so that comes at a cost. Um, it also reduces the amount that you can ask for rent. So if you're looking for somebody, if you're looking at your best comps and those have air conditioning and yours does not, you can't expect to get that same amount of money. So there might right. be an investment required in order for you to maximize the rent. Uh, roofs. So a lot of the pictures that you see, a lot of people should be looking at them. They just look like pictures. But for us, they're clues, they're context clues as to what type of investment is going to be required for this particular property. Uh, so once you, you could pretty much estimate repairs based upon the square footage, the condition yeah. of the property, and then comparing that to what your goal is. So if you're flipping houses and you want to sell it for this amount, okay, well, then you need to make the house look like this. You're going to need to do this level of, of renovations. So as a contractor going to go out to 10 houses with you, write up a full workup, no. Um, yeah. No. Right. No. It's a very quick and not. hard no. Um, <laughs> people come to me and they say, "Do you know a good contractor?" Yes, I do. Can you give me his number or her number? Yes, I can. Now, will that contractor come out there and follow you all around Baltimore? No, they will not. So, the best use of time would be uh, to to estimate those repairs, go out there, find the property, put the offer in, whether you've seen it or not right? You just throw it out there. And if it sticks, if the numbers work and it sticks, then you call the contractor. Now the contractor knows you have a real shot at getting this property of, of this project uh, turning into cash for them. Right. Um, they'll give you a write-up. Now, will they do it for free? Maybe. Or there might be a cost into them giving you that estimate as well. And that's a part of something you yeah. have to factor in into your cost. Um, now, now, that's not that's not a very large cost, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, in, in the event that 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 does happen. Also, if you end up going with that contractor, then they reduce that from the overall cost typically of your of your contract with them as well. Correct. Yeah, good point. Good yeah. point. I mean, listen, putting together a, uh, an estimate, we, we have a general contracting business as well. It's quite time consuming. It's quite lengthy. So, you know, good rule of thumb, I think, is utilize your square footage, do your worst case scenario, unless you can tell from the pictures that it's definitely not worst case scenario. And then, and then you, you put out your offers and you put out as many as you can in rapid fire and, and see what sticks. And then you get a contract that'll go out there with you. So I think, I think that's really, really key for sure. So that's a great point. So, so you said, so you said, obviously agent, you said lender and you said contractor, who else? All right. So once you have your, your, your contractor in place, um, you, 
I would I'll think about the long term strategy of of your project. So if you're doing something like a buy and hold, mm-hmm. um, and you're trying to figure out you know how much you're going to put into this project and the income it could generate, um, are you going to manage the property or are you going to find somebody to help you uh, do the property management? And so property management includes things such as um, finding tenants, uh, making sure doing the background on them, um, the interview. Uh, the showings, placing them, doing the sure. check-in, uh, the updates to check out. Uh, when something breaks, you know, they'll call the property management company instead of calling you at night or when you're on vacation. So I would say figuring out, you know, because that's such a huge piece. There is a, a large financial piece to that. Some of them are going to charge you monthly and it could be considerable. Like what would you say the average range is for a property management company? Eight to 10%. Mm-hmm. If they're full service, it's going to be 10%. So think about this. If the rent is $2,000 a month, you're mm-hmm. paying somebody $200 a month to pick up the phone. You know, so you have to well, evaluate. And, and of course, to take care of it service. for you. Yeah, correct. Correct. And, and, and I think it's a, so if your goal is to buy one rental property, you could very well manage that on your own, right? Mm-hmm. If your goal is to build a portfolio of 10 properties, um, with your current lifestyle, are you going to be able to manage and service, you know, those are 10 families that you're taking care of, you know, you need uh, to provide adequate service and provide, you know, uh, uh, healthy conditions for them, right? Are you yeah. going to do that? So if even if you're like, well, I can manage one, it's like, okay, well, the deal might need to work in order for you to outsource that part of the project, because once you scale it up, and you no longer have one project, and you have 10, you need to make sure that this this uh, property is still profitable for you with that expense in mind. So that kind of goes back to what your goals are. If you're yeah. like, hey, look, one and done, fine. Uh, but if you want a business model that's scalable, you might want to build that in and, and, and find a, the right partner to help you with the property management. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, there's a lot of different ways to skin that. And we could continue to go on and on and on. As everybody, I'm sure, can tell, we love talking about this. But what we wanted to do is really just give you an intro, everybody out there. Agents, take some of these tips and have these conversations and be honest with people. If you don't really belong working with investors, don't work with investors, okay? Send them to us. We'll give you a referral. And consumers, make sure that you understand what it takes. I think the biggest takeaway from this, as I was listening to us have this conversation, is that real estate investing, unless you have a lot of money and you're just going to invest cash into a project, it's a contact sport, Mm -hmm. right? You've got to meet a realtor that you can trust. It's going to be your advocate and your consultant. You've got to think about what it is you want to do. You've got to put time into learning construction costs, learning neighborhoods, figuring out what type of asset class you want to. You need to put together a team. That means you're going to have to go sit and meet with people and interview with people. That means you're going to have to give them information. That means that they're going to vet you while you're vetting them as well, because this is a hard business. And it means that you've got to have good strategies and that you've got to be ready, willing, and able to put in a lot of work. And you can't just rely solely on your team. You've got to be actively engaged. So I think there's some really good nuggets in there for folks that have been thinking about whether or not they want to. I think we've shared with them about the money, the different types of money that they'll need, how they can go about getting it on a, on a, on a broad scale. Of course, we've talked about the actual process of picking up properties, renovating the properties, and if they decide to hold it, what goes into that. So 
other than that, there's a ton that we could continue to unpack. I would say if you want more information, everybody out there, get in touch with myself, get in touch with Kenny, and we'd be happy to schedule a meeting with you and dive in even further. Kenny, anything else that you think is really critical that we should touch on before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, just just one more one more tip, because uh, I'm finding this more and more common. You know, the with the inventory being so low right now, it is very competitive for investors as well. Uh, you're, right now, you're competing against all the big dogs. So where before you might be able to slide and find a deal here and there, you have to be a little more diligent, have a longer timetable towards finding uh, the good project. But one of the tips for all of my uh, first time home buyers, people who are out there who are looking for their first property, I would say, make your first home your first investment property. Mm. You know, if um, we've had a lot of clients, especially our younger clients who don't have large families yet, and they're like, hey, you know, I, I'm looking for um, uh, something that's, you know, uh, uh, you know, one or two bedrooms, something that's really easy to manage. Make that your first investment property. For one, you can still use something like an FHA loan. Your down payment is going to be minimal, right? It's very easy. You can even get up to a four-unit property. So you could potentially find a four-unit property, uh, buy it as an owner-occupant, get that really low, super low interest rate, hold on to that interest rate for as long as you own the property. And even if you decide later on to go and buy another home, you can't use an FHA loan again, but you'll forever have that super low rate locked in and that'll help you generate some income. So you can use this for multi-unit properties up to four units. You can also use it for like a condo, get something that's going to be very easy to maintain uh, something where like if your tenant doesn't cut the grass, you don't get a fine in the mail, right? Mm. So try to find something where the, main, the exterior maintenance is going to be relatively low, very easy. Um, that's probably something I would recommend for anybody who's out there looking for their first property, but also wants to get into real estate investing is to kind of merge both of those together, work with your agent. And instead of just saying, hey, how much is this place? Say, hey, how much are people paying for rent? in the same neighborhood or in the same, you know, complex, right? So now you can understand where rents fall in compared to your mortgage. So yes. now you have another exit strategy. When it's time to move on, you can say, hey, look, I'm making $400, $500 above my mortgage, right? So now when I want to go buy my next home, this person is paying off this house and they're paying off my next home at the same time. Exactly. Beautiful. Awesome. Thank you for dropping those additional nuggets on us. Everybody, this is Romeo Santos and Kenny Fulton. Kenny, where can everybody find you again if they want to hear more? Uh, Instagram is uh, at Realtor Kenny Fulton. You could also find me uh, on uh, Facebook, Kenny Fulton, and my sales 443-763-0958. All right. Beautiful. And as far as Red Anchor Properties goes, you can find us at www.redanchorproperties.com. You can find us on Facebook at Red Anchor Properties, as well as on Instagram at Red Anchor Properties. Me personally, if you want to find me, you can call me at 240-401-8023. Instagram is at Realtor Romeo Santos. Facebook is at Romeo Santos. And TikTok is at Red Anchor uh, Real Estate. Everybody, this has been The Rap Show. Rap stars, we're out. Have a great one. Peace.